bad for you what is it 4 a.m there <laughs> it is 4 a.m on the dot i am yeah. i am so tired <laughs> i bet yeah man hey for the couple people that are in here maybe if you guys can retweet it because we had technical difficulties with the time I, I think that people probably had no clue that this is going on right now i just retweeted it out but um you know either way it's all good but uh, no nah, man that's that's pretty crazy are you going to try to get back to sleep after this or like, what do you, what's your game plan? Yeah, no, I have to, so I'm getting ready to, to actually head, head back to the States in uh, about 24 hours from now. So um, for anybody that doesn't know, my name is Tyree Robinson. I'm head of ecosystem at a ride chain. Um, our team is based out of Hanoi. So I've been in Hanoi for the past month, uh, getting all prepped for, a big year in 2024 roadmap um going through some things with the marketing team product team it's been awesome and um and now i'm unfortunately i i have to go back to america my my visa uh has sort of run out here i've run right down to the last couple of days so i gotta head back and uh and yeah so i'm flying back very early tomorrow morning um about 24 hours from now and yeah i'm just uh i'm i'm here for my last day and i'm celebrating my last day in vietnam by waking up absurdly early uh and doing a twitter space with Haas and dow dow <laughs> yeah man that's crazy but i mean i guess hopefully you'll get some sleep on the flight i don't know how you are on flights i can fall asleep but it's not good sleep though you know yeah we'll see i mean I just I'm uh, once once I get settled in. I mean, unfortunately, it's one of those things where you know you you travel all the way around the world, you spend a week adjusting, you enjoy a couple of weeks, and then you fly back around the world, and then probably spend a couple of weeks adjusting, and then Haas, we're going to be right up again and heading to uh, East Denver. You know, I can't even believe it. We're already in um, sort of conference season is yeah. is starting again <laughs> um, i know it's it's uh i think out of the all the events that i've been to i, I really enjoy, i don't know i just enjoy denver so i, I think it's going to be great there's a lot of cosmo event there's way more cosmos events this year than last year so that's pretty cool um, yeah i'm i'm excited I, I think i'm going to um i'm going to a lot i'm going to obviously we're partners with babylon so i'll be at bitcoin renaissance um, I'm going to be at uh, a Gorix event uh, orchestration, which is really exciting to me. You know, I think the orchestration splash because we, um, for anybody that's familiar with uh, Orchai, 
um, in our ecosystem. Uh, we've been working on cross-chain orchestration with, you know, powered by sort of um, smart wallets, smart accounts for a long time uh, in our ecosystem. And I think that we're quite advanced in our stage right now where we, you know, have some of these orchestration tools uh, integrated with some AI tooling, very flexible, uh, low code stuff. And, um, and so I'm really, I'm really excited about it. I think that it's interesting to see um, new folks coming to market uh, with products that we've been working on for a while. So, um, so that's cool. I'm really, really hyped on going to that event. And then, um, and then obviously we've got frictionless, right. With shade, uh, as well. So there's going to be just, and I think Adam, Adam 2024, maybe, um, you know, just like a ton of cosmos events. I don't actually know that I'll go to East Denver because every day that I, I'll be there, there's going to be a cosmos focused side event with, you know, somebody that we're either partners with or close with. So we're going to be busy. (laughs) Exactly. I I was looking at all the schedule. I think the only day that there's really not really much of a cosmos event is that Thursday, the 29th. I think that's kind of like an open day. I didn't really see too many. I didn't, I don't think I've seen any cosmos events that day, but yeah, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then every other day is pretty much, there's all there's a bunch of different calls and you know what's going on on the 29th that is even more exciting to me than you know so because look i love my cosmos fam but you know we we you know go and see the same folks at every conference it'll be good since it's been about six months since we've seen everybody to sort of catch up on where everybody is obviously there's a lot of people that have just dropped their 2024 roadmaps it's really exciting so be fun to sort of see where everybody is, but um, I'm excited for sort of new business development opportunities. Uh, and one of those is going to the uh, OLAS event on a- AI agents um, on the 29th, right? So um, for anybody that's not familiar with uh, OLAS or uh, AutoNOLAS, they are uh, completely focused on AI agents. They're built on you know, Ethereum and Gnosis and, um, and I've been, I've been following their projects since very early when they got started and really impressed by what they've got going on over there. And I'm, I'm excited to sort of get into the room with them and see what they're building, see what, what we, um, can bring and how, how, what we're doing this year is going to compare with them. So that's going to be a really fun opportunity to, sort of collaborate in person with somebody that I, I respect and I think is at the cutting edge of creating solid AI and DeFi tools. Um, so we do have Noah up here from DowDow. Noah, you're there? Yeah. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Just drinking my oolong tea. It's a nice uh, breezy day. Has it nice. over there at 4 a.m.? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm actually. I want to go outside because it's so. It's so beautiful out, and I'm going to go back to winter in New York in a couple of days. It's going to be awful. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, Follow that by going to Denver, where where it's also freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, but at least in Denver you can ski, right, or, or close to it. So yeah, Denver's. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, man. Uh, so for everybody that's in here in the community right now, uh, Noah is one of the core developers over or core contributors over at Dowdow. Um, they recently make it, made a proposal uh, on our Commonwealth, and this will be going to voting very soon uh, to do a very fast, lightning fast integration with um, with Dowdow uh, and Arachin, and um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, we're getting, I think, a great offer to uh, have instant exposure to all of Dowdow's multiple years of development um, and having sort of the 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 switch flicked on for um, native DAOs on a ride chain, uh, and also looking at sort of these, this as an opportunity for broader exposure to many of the users that are in the DAO DAO community right now and use the platform. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited. I want to pass it to you, uh, Noah, for a little bit of an introduction. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, um, your journey with DAO DAO so far, and then we can dive a little bit into this proposal. Yeah, sweet. Thanks for that. Um, myself, what's even what's relevant here? I uh, I graduated from university a couple of years ago, and I did like the normal tech internship path. And I feel like I was just constantly confronted with these like realities of these, you know, large institutions um, that have existed for so long and keep growing, and then just like get basically both too big to fail, but also too big to like run smoothly. Um, and so even at, like I interned at GitHub, this tech company that I like respect and, and really like using their product. And even at this like 2000 person company, it was just like bureaucratically not fun, which made the entire job not fun, even though I really liked what we were producing. Um, and then I went to like a public university, I went to Berkeley and this like really um, like, you know, well, well thought of institution, which is like internally extremely chaotic. Um, and I found out was like right before I graduated and I, it was just like, it was like a freight train. It just hit me. It was like, Oh, we need like organizational infrastructure that's prepared for the modern world. Um, and so I was like planning on just graduating without doing like applying to normal internships and just kind of hoping I would find something. And then like a couple months before I even was going to graduate, I, um, I got connected with with Jake and, and Dowdow and they were just like getting started. And so it was a really exciting time to come in and um, really take like the UI to the next level and, and, and finish up the next version of the smart contracts. And yeah, uh, the past year, you know, the bear market, it was all pretty chaotic, but I feel like we're really entering this phase now where we are ready, like you said, to just flip the switch and turn the governance lights on. And the cosmos is like the perfect place to do it because we have so many sovereign communities building such interesting different technology and um even ai specifically like we've thought of internally in data we've talked about how much alignment there is between DAOs, you know software governance and ais themselves um and so it's it's really cool that we can we can partner with a team that's going to focus on that aspect of it without having to you know we don't have to uh hemorrhage our resources and split and do all these things um yeah, so this is just, it just feels like the, the perfect synergy at this time. Um, and I'm really, really stoked to get this going and see what teams can build with it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I think that, and thank you for that, Noah, but I, um, so I'm, I'm thinking about all of the ways that AI are valuable here, right? Because we're, you know, obviously, 
on the surface level, we've we've been talking about AI DAOs um, for what feels like two years, and it's still not a reality, uh, right? And I think that the idea that you get sort of these AI managed decentralized autonomous organizations is still something that's pretty, you know, uh, far from where we are today, right? As being able to say, okay, here's a treasury, here's a business, here's some IP, go out there and and manage it um, completely, hands off at all from any humans. I don't think that we're there by any means. But what is really interesting is where we look at um, ownership and governance of AI models, uh, which ownership of any of those models can be represented on chain, right? Um, so that's that's sort of one uh, angle of it. And then execution of complex operations, um, streamlining due diligence, like thinking about even like the very simple process of you know, checking uh, grant milestones or something, right? Being able to go through that and having an AI tool to assist in checking, you know, progress, quality, um, helping assist uh, DAOs that may not always have, like, you know, an expert available uh, to assist them. I think that that's going to open up and make DAOs more effective. Um, and, and I mean, there are just, there are so many use cases on an individual level, you know, I think we've all gone through the bottom of the bear market and we're back, right? We're back, baby. And, and it feels good. But uh, there's still, when it comes to governance, it's still like, um, it's like dragon, dragon feet. You know, you tell people that, um, that governance is, is the thing. And they're like, that's not a use case for your token. And, uh, and it's very funny because to me, and Cosmos Haas, you've heard me say this so many times. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna sound ridiculous that me and Noah are on this call for the first time. But you know, governance and democracy is way more important than DeFi. You know what I mean? And the foundation of this technology is all about you know uh, distributed capitalism but also about straightforward, you know, governance and democracy in a very sort of fair way. So to me, you know, this is the, a perfect opportunity, right? And so how do we take, you know, AI and put this into, um, into a workflow that empowers the individual voter uh, or citizen uh, where they can, you know, use some AI to be able to represent themselves, right? And then in some some sort of way, and then have that sort of AI delegate help them in the process of keeping active in governance. Not saying that you want to like fully automate it, but again, if in the due diligence process, if somebody puts up a proposal, you know, um, everybody needs a little bit of a bump, a notification that says, you know, here's what how we think that you're going to feel about this proposal do you want to vote yes or no? And then you just get a notification on your phone and push yes or no, you know, with a little quick summary of the proposal. And and I think that there's something there that is is really um, closes the gap for people. You know, um, the sort of time to value is a lot shorter. The clicks 
you know, are, are a lot less. And, and so it helps, I think AI can help to bring the value closer to the user. So those are just some of the, my ideas off the, off the bat. Dude, <laughs> you just said so many crazy things and you said them so casually that I'm like, I've never even thought of most of like the use cases you just said. Like the first thing you said, I don't know, like when you started that was like, I didn't realize how bi-directional the AI DAO relationship could be. Like, yeah, DAOs are programmable organizations. So of course that will allow the AI to directly interface with that infrastructure. I was just thinking of the other way around where the DAOs are governing, you know, AI parameters and stuff like that and prompts. But you're just like, no, 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 AI run business, like DAOs are the way to do that, which makes so much sense. Um, and then everything you said was like unrelated. They were just like, you're just listing bangers. The next thing was like, um, yeah, the, the glue, AI could really help glue DAOs together um, in this like decentralized space. There's just so many things fall through the cracks because there are so many input sources and like potential for people to just, you know, like come in and, and, and say something and leave or there's just, yeah, there's so, there, we're, DAOs are so like exposed to the open world and to the community that it actually would really help to have this like synthesizing agent that kind of pulls the pieces together and consolidates and and really like streamlines the focus, which would be like super interesting, like a Discord bot that kind of, uh, I, yeah, I don't know, like acted as a data secretary or something. That would be so cool. And then that secretary could, the next thing you said is like, yeah, like bring relevant information to the attention of the voters. Like we have Bush notifications, which is, which is awesome. Um, and so that's just like, here, here's every prop that you can vote on. Um, that you choose to follow, but people want, you know, tailored specific content. There's too much content out there. They can't pay attention to every single DAO they're in. If they're joining, like they have tons of tokens and NFTs and they're in all these projects, like how are they going to pay attention to all that? Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I mean, Noah, like just on that last point for a minute, I mean, I think that we are all very selfish in web three. Right, we're in this battle against. I want, let's just call it. Let's just call it a thousand brands, even though we know that it's like more like ten thousand brands, right? But we're in this battle for a very, very tight target audience of people that are interested and engaged in Web three and in crypto right now. Uh, for we're all in a battle for the same people, and we're all deploying the same tactics, essentially, to be able to get their attention. Right, which is to push really good tech updates, to keep developing, to do the fundamental things that are going to make us uh, help us sleep at night. Right, is that we want to make sure that we're developing good tech things that we stand behind. We put a little bit of meme in there so everybody uh, you know feels entertained and they and they want to they feel that cultural vibe. Uh, but ultimately, you have like a thousand plus projects in Web three that are doing that in some degree from the top 10 all the way down, right? So it's like, okay, you know, how is everybody going to be that loyal customer, right? Like you think of the conversion funnel, you're talking about trying to get, you know, as many people down to like loyalty and advocacy as possible, right? And how do you get people all the way down to loyalty, you know, for every brand in Web3, you just can't do it, guys. Like, you can't do it. We have a very tight audience. 
But what does that actually mean for us? Well, it means that if we want people to be loyal and engaged in our DAOs, that we have to make it easier for them. We can't expect a person to go every week and read Commonwealth, you know what I mean, for 100 DAOs. We need something that's going to help them. And even, God, if you had a thousand push notifications a week on your phone, you might turn that off, right? But, but there has to be some way to help filter, filter through it, you know? So uh, I, 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 forget, I think somebody called it the attention economy the other day. You know what I mean? And, and the attention economy is real. So, Well, Tyree, yeah. we easily can implement that like with the lens product that we have where we can, you can have settings based off of what your characteristics are or your, your history are already on chain and stuff like that, where maybe you kind of, the AI essentially understands you and kind of votes the way you would want it to vote, so to speak. I think we would easily be able to do something oh, like no, that. That's actually yeah, no way. That's an interesting, um, interesting idea. See, I was thinking about, I was thinking about it from sort of like a prompt angle, where you would say, you know, you would go through sort of a guided prompt that says, kind of like filling out an application, like okay, this is me, this is who I am, these are my preferences. And you sort of fill out a form, and then the AI learns a bit about you, and then you can update it any time. But the idea of having it even easier and taking some like basic parameters and then fine-tuning it, um, I think that the only caveat is that you would really want to uh, have some kind of like language detector so we've talked about two things internally this week that were really interesting, right? Is making sure that like detecting key language that you either resonate with or things that you don't want is really important for having these kind of AI governance due diligence tools, right? Is being able to say like, I, I want to personally review anything that has to do with a grant request, right? Um, that's that's something that that's important to me as a voter and so i want to be able to create that parameter uh, even if you don't give it to me so that's sort of one piece and then the other piece is um i want to i want to vote it's almost like copy trading right i want to i i follow you know this community leader this kol not necessarily my my validator but you know somebody that i trust in the community I want to vote like them in whatever proposals they want. So sort of almost like, yeah, copy trading and saying, I'm going to always vote with Haas. Whatever Haas does, I know that Haas has, you know, the back of the community. I'm going to vote for him, vote like him, you know. So whenever he's voting, shoot me a message and tell me what he voted yes on. And I'm going to go either yes or no on that. And that that could be another sort of route, right? Um, and I feel like that feature is something that is, actually extremely easy to pull off right so yeah those are those are just some of my ideas again i feel like i could go forever especially because ai and governance are like all we talk about is ai governance and governance and ai for for years now even before this big hype of 2023 happened it was like okay you know what's the future of DAOs? and it was like you know ai fully autonomous DAOs and like it just didn't happen last year, even though everybody in the world, you know, had open AI APIs because it's not easy, right? Um, but so yeah. many cool ways to do it.
Yeah, I mean, all software needs to be governed. Like, we're in this mess of our internet society because we just, like, threw software up because it was fun and it was good for business. And we didn't really do the do our due diligence of, of migrating all of our governance systems onto it. And AI just happens to be one of the most powerful software systems that we're running right now. So, of course, it also has to be governed with the rest of it. Like, this is just, this is the perfect time. The beginning of 2024 makes so much sense for this. Well, and and I guess Noah, one of the on a on a deeper level, you know, when we talk about, you know, when we talk about DAOs, obviously, a lot of times we're talking about these like token communities. It, in truth, um, I'm in I'm in a DAO, a DAO that I love. Let me call it right. I'm in a DAO with my wife. I'm in a DAO with my child, with my family. Right, like we are our own little mini yeah, DAO. Yeah. So there's a real personal application of this technology and governance that is interesting to me that is very untapped, right? Is we have real world finances, income coming in, there's spending, um, bills, there's taxes, um, there's any retirement, all of these different things. And then there's managing and then there's digital assets on top of it, right? Uh, which are different than any other assets that we have sort of on the book in the real world where the IRS can follow them. Um, so how do we take all of that together and govern that, you know? And, you know, we do our best, but when we talk about Web3 being the future of financial autonomy, I do think that the next step is to bring better tooling in that's going to not make the individual family or person every tax year go crazy like, oh God, what did I do last year on chain? You know what I mean? I think that there is a big, and this might be another role for AI, right? It's like, you know, how do you optimize every day um, with a full holistic picture of what you're working with rather than waiting until the end of the year and sort of reverse engineering uh, everything you did to try to pay as little taxes as possible. How do you just like keep it honest in real time? So rather than after making a big trade being like, oh yeah, we killed it this year. You know what I mean? You can just be like, okay, yeah. we owe 30% of that in taxes. Let's not spend it next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, so I'm thinking about sort of little mini DAOs as well. You know what I mean? Obviously, DAO-DAO can have an organization of any size, but I'm wondering, you know, where, where is the sort of Dow Dow tooling? Anybody can use it right now and can go and spin up their own Dow. And please correct me if I'm wrong for NFTs, um, CW20 token factories, native assets. That's right. Right. Noah. Yep. All four. Yeah, so, you know, it just feels like anybody, I mean, in our ecosystem, as we're looking at more activations for um, sort of personal usefulness of this tech, um, that there's a lot of synergy with with what you guys are doing and a lot of good ways for us to maybe collaborate even on like hackathon type events to, you know, bring out yeah. some of these great ideas. Yeah. No, I'm I'm totally with you. I think I think the token DAOs and NFT DAOs are gonna like exist for forever. Um, with aligned with the DeFi, that's really the, the DeFi overlap with with governance. But I do think like just really simple member based 
like teams, you know, teams that are just DAOs. There's the five-person team. They need to manage something together. Maybe that's an apartment. Maybe it's a family, like you said. Maybe it's an entire business. It could be anything. Um, I think that is really the key unlock is just like basically flexible, advanced multi-sig tools. Um, that's like, it's like the least exciting part of the technology is the part that's going to last the longest and be the most effective um, long-term and most revolutionary. And um, yeah. And I don't, you know, for, again, I, I, it's unfortunate to me that it's not more exciting to everybody because it is, we all know that, you know, in the U S we pay taxes to a government that goes and spends our money in the dark. Right. Um, and the whole purpose of this technology is really about transparency. Obviously we love privacy. I'm not going to knock on anybody that's building privacy tech, but the transparency for public companies, for public organizations, for governments, uh, and how they manage their money is really important. Right. So, um, so that is one of the things that's most exciting to me, you know, in this space at all. Uh, and and no, yeah, I've been yeah. following you guys for, you know, forever since since you launched. You know what I mean? And you know, I was excited to see you jump in here. So the idea that we can now get this awesome suite of DAO tools over to a ride chain is just it's really exciting to me. It opens up a lot of opportunities, uh, and it's something that we're already obviously we've talked about this. Uh, you know, in our private chat, Noah, but it's something we're already looking to use within multiple projects in the Arai chain ecosystem now, right? It can be a core piece of tooling. Okay, you're going to come and launch something on Arai chain. Here is what it looks like when you take DAO governance tooling and include that in your business plan from the ground up. Um, that's that's exciting to me as well. It's just going to create an overall better experience in the Arai chain ecosystem. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. And it's awesome to hear that you guys have, yeah, like we've talked about things to, that'll hit the ground running right when we launch. It's it's very fun and fulfilling to witness the explosion of possibility once people just like see it, you know, like they just have to see a UI and they're like, oh, oh, so we can do that. And and yeah, it, it feels great. And then like, it, it's not difficult, right? To like have a multi-sig, correct? No, yeah, the, the default, there's three types of DAOs. There's CW20s, like the ones that Chain was initially focusing on, but multi-sigs, we call them member-based DAOs because they're just, you assign membership to parties and then you can always vote to change the membership. But yeah, they're just multi-sigs. Does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah who the, was, uh, I remember like, man, this was a long time ago. It was like three years ago. Just talking to Dan Lynch. Does he still help out at all? I know he's got so many different things. Yeah, he's doing. Yeah, he's doing like cosmology and all the all the tooling for the cosmos. He's great. He's a close friend. He's he's over in SF. Yeah, like I like Dan, and then uh, he's the one that actually got me to because the it was my birthday. This was off topic, but it was my birthday and um in March 11th, and that's when Bad Kids launched, and I totally missed it, and I was down. I was down uh, Florida and I was hanging out with Dan. Dan's like, this is like right after it launched. He's like, dude, you need to, I wish I had to listen to him like fully, but he's like, you need to get bad kids like immediately. And I was thinking, eh, cause at the time I just blew a bunch of money on all kinds of NFTs. Plus like the Luna UST thing just happened. So it was like, I wasn't really interested in blowing money on JPEGs, but he kept telling me, he was like, man, you need to get bad kids. You need to get bad kids. And then I started to, you know, 
And then Jake told me at 10, and I was like, that was just reconfirm, you know, confirmation. I was like, all right. And I started grabbing some bad kids, but I wish I would have grabbed a lot of them because that's pretty much been probably my best investment is grabbing. And I don't oh, sell them. By really far, far investment. my best investment. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like it held its value, you know, and it like substantially increased even during the bear market. So like imagine if your your whole net worth was in bad kids, like you would be dominated. Dude, yeah, there there should be some like economic study conducted on the like commodityification of bad kids. Like they their price went up when the bear market, when stars went down. Like I swear they were holding value like gold. <laughs> it was so crazy. Yeah, I think I think at one time the floor was like ten bucks. Like it's like now it's like five k probably. It's insane. Well, what's really interesting about it, and I think that this is with any with our ecosystem, right? Uh, people, they again, this kind of goes into the conversation we we're having before about you know governance being the thing, right? And governance and community. Like these are the things that make Web3 like really special, right? Is the ability for people to sort of align behind these like mini brands and sort of all get on the same page. And so, you know, Bad Kids is obviously it's an NFT collection, but what it is actually is a collective of founders in Cosmos ecosystem. You know what I mean? And that's that's you know, for anybody that was sort of following it at the time, you were like, damn, every single founder in Cosmos has a bad kid. Maybe I should get one of these things. Um, you know, that was that was the move, you know. Um, and you got to be a part of that club, you know. And and, it, and I think that that was sort of very hype. It sort of, it became a badge for Cosmos ecosystem overall. So, you know. And what's, does, what's does cool bad about kids it? have a DAO? I don't, I know you would know this, Haas, but I, does bad kids Pretty have a DAO? Cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. No, is it, are they on Dow Dow? Yeah, I don't. I don't actually know if they've made a debt. I know they have a Discord. Yeah, the I Discord. Feel like I would have seen more activity around it if there were. We like, gotta get. We gotta get a bad kid Dow. What's going on here, guys? There, okay, <laughs> people have created it. It's just like it, it has to be like you know there needs to be like a leader and it has to be run officially for it to really pick take off because anyone well, can but, make an NFT Dow with any address, right? So. Yeah, so like, actually, this is the this is this is something cool, Noah. Because I want to from from a, a project that runs DAOs. Let's talk about flat organizations for a minute. Because you just said every DAO needs a leader. <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of people are like, you know, and but I and I and I I one hundred percent agree with you because I don't believe that flat organizations work in terms of getting like one hundred percent flat organizations don't work in terms of getting things done. Right. You need somebody to bring an idea. You need a committee to vet that person and to make sure they don't have ill intention. You know what I mean? So there's sort of representative democracy is is a good system still that does work. And so, no, I just want to throw it to you to talk a little bit about that sort of whole situation. (laughs) Yeah, man. All right. We're going there. Um, this is great. This is definitely one of the things that I feel like is not talked about enough about DAOs. Um, just to clarify, my comment was more that to get a community started, they need a leader. Like starting a bad kids DAO that takes off is like, okay, the bad kids guy is probably going to have to do that himself. No one's just going to follow a random bad kid holder that wants to make a DAO and like invest, I, I, I think. But the other part of that, yeah, there's this, there's this really strong, and I know because I felt this myself for you know, all of my life um, until the past couple of years, very strong desire to oppose all of the traditional structures and then 
choose the exact opposite. You know, it's like, oh, we don't like corporate hierarchy. Let's like be flat. <laughs> Let's just do everything flat. Um, which is never the right solution to just like flip, like any extreme is bad. You know, we've kind of, we've seen that throughout history and we keep seeing it every day. Um, and we found that in Dado as well. We really, we, we started the community. We got incubated very flat. Um, but when you're in a flat system, like we still have these social projections that kind of take effect anyways. And as much as we tell ourselves that it's flat, it's like not really flat. It's whoever is doing things more and talks more, people look to as the leader. We have this like psychological bias towards that behavior. And I don't know if that's conditioned or inherent, but regardless, it happens. I've seen it happen every single time I've tried to be on a board or a team that tries to be perfectly flat. Now, flat doesn't mean like no accountability manager, you know, like I... Uh, yeah flat flat is like too reductive of a word to be used to describe something um and so i feel like there's a lot of like nuances here with respect to how how you choose the leader if they are considered a leader or if they're more of like like i said like an accountability manager that's actually like almost below everyone like their responsibility is to check in with people and see what they're doing what they're doing um, and they're like kind of this glue that holds the, the flat-ish structure together. Um, but yeah, I've, I've just found that whenever, you're, when you, whenever you explicitly and try to be flat, it is like subconsciously not flat. And that misalignment causes a lot of issues because people are projecting and without any like consistent uh, like source that's able to refine everyone's projections into like a coherent narrative the team is just kind of confused um so yeah <laughs> and, then, and then you take that and you take that and you put that into an even more sort of abstract scenario right so you know you're talking about flat governance for an organization or a collective of people that have a very distinct goal overall um and in you know, in Web3, what we have is these these treasuries, right? This, you know, I think Arachain's Dow treasury is something like, I don't know, $12 million, $13 million. So we take a $13 million worth of, you know, liquid capital and put it in front of, you know, 10,000 people. And we say vote on how to use it. Um, uh, <laughs> that That is a challenge right there. Uh, it's hard to not have people sort of fill the void. Uh, so the, the default is to look to the foundation um, to provide guidance on how, how we think it would be most wise to spend that money. But what I think it's important to remember is that there is a separation between a chain foundation and the DAO that runs a chain. The DAO can make decisions and the foundation can be a part of the execution. We can always provide our advice, our support, um, our technical opinion on things that are being proposed. Uh, but we are not always the people that are going to be sort of pulling the strings. Um, this, this actual, this process here, Noah, just in sort of how we have sort of mobilized this proposal is a great example of that, right? Um, we started out, 
in sort of our journey with the DAOs of throwing it to um, some kids in the Cosmos Tech Hub over at Hanoi University of Science and Technology and said, look, this is a place you guys want to develop on a ride chain. Um, this is a place where we need some work right now. And they went out and they forked DAODAO's repo and they had a plan. They came to our community and they proposed their plan with a little POC application. And, you know, we were all about it. We were right behind it and said, you know, this is great. We got a young, a group of young students that are ready to sort of take the step with us and jump in. Um, and they're going to start from ground zero, basically, and build this thing, you know, a sort of alongside DAODAO from the ground up. And and Noah found that and came in and said, let's just, let's skip all of the heartache and let us just, you know, get you guys to where you need to be today with everything that we've done already and allow the Cosmos Tech Hub team to go further, right? And all of these things take leadership by multiple organizations to be able to actually sit down and, you know, have discussions, to be humble about things and say, this is a better option you know, and then sort of route that and bring it back to the community in a logical progress progression that actually can work for the best growth of the ecosystem, right? If we just threw this to the wild and let people sort of argue about it, it would be probably three months before there was any consensus, right? So there is some sort of almost like proposing a block. Somebody has to propose a block, right? B blocks don't just get proposed by themselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, that's such a good metaphor. Like even in our, even in the consensus protocol, the most decentralized thing that we had to create to run these decentralized protocols, we have to like basically settle for the, the truth that someone needs to propose a block. Someone has to say, hey guys, I collected all the data here it is, like approve it. We like, I'm going to make the decision this one time and I need your approval. I don't need you all to make the same decision because if we all try to make a decision, we're going to come to a different outcome. It's like, but I, yeah, it's what you said about the foundation is really interesting. Like, does that, do you feel like that, would you describe that as flat where you have this like community pool with a lot of money in it? And then this, like this entity that is kind of like a cultural social liaison, so to speak, and also somewhat of a, like a, like a think tank, I guess, who's responsible for sharing thoughts. Like, how does that well, feel? It, you know, when we, it's, I think that it, having it be perfectly flat is almost impossible, right? Because again, there is this sort of apathy around governance where just because everybody has voting power doesn't mean they're going to use it. Um, and a lot of times the default vote is going to validators of which, uh, only 65 to 75% of them are voting 25% of voting power is still not participating in every vote. Right. Um, and so that, I know I see the thumbs down, uh, it's, but so that, that's a, you know, that is a whole thing to combat. So you can't have a real flat organization because, uh, it's almost it's almost like it's cratered in in some way. Right. And so like the people that don't participate begin to create that dynamic and they shift the responsibility uh, to other people. And that on the other end becomes more pronounced where you see the leaders, but you don't necessarily see the people that are not participating. Um, right. And that don't raise their voices or don't form an opinion 
about a proposal. Um, and so, and it's always easier to blame. It's always easier to blame the person that is like making a decision, right? Then blame the person that's like didn't show up to the meeting that day. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's a whole nother issue. But would I describe it as a flat organization? I would say that we are always looking to empower individual voters as much as possible. The technology does that. The information is available. Uh, anybody can bring a proposal to the DAO um, for anything. Right. Like there's no restriction to, you know, what you bring to the DAO. I would say that it's up to the DAO to decide. Um, and so there is, I think, sufficient sort of decentralization, but there is sort of a required leadership in terms of helping people to make decisions. Because as we said before, um, I don't think that anybody can be 100 percent committed uh, or not everybody can't be 100% committed to governing this network, especially when you have 80 other, 100 other chains, you know, plus, you know, how many ever roll-ups are about to come with Dimension and Celestia and all these things, right? Like, it's going to get really crazy. and There's going to be a lot of DAOs in, in Cosmos uh, ecosystem very fast. So, um, you know, on top of that, having everything else, NFT DAOs, other token DAOs, your meme coin DAOs, right? Like there's going to be just too much to manage. So we have to have some, some leadership. And I, again, going back to this, I think that AI does play a role in helping to separate the, could play a role in helping to separate the foundation's opinion from an objective opinion as formed by the individual voter, right? Again, sort of having an agent to represent you and your outlook and sort of wade through all of the, you know, comments and different opinions and then on-chain votes to help make a decision. Uh, it's something that's, that's, that's valuable, I think. No, hey, no, I was going to ask you, because like, I, I know Dow Dow is, but I'm not going to lie. I haven't had much time like over the last couple of years to kind of just vibe out on Dow Dow and see like what's going on or what separates itself from the traditional just governance, which I know there's a lot of pros, obviously, like it's not even close. But my my concern in this space was like sometimes people come up with like really good proposals. We'll, we'll just use like the Adam economics and the first time it got, you know, it was denied or just like basically vetoed or whatever it was at the time, it seemed besides it being political, uh, it, it just seemed like some of the ideas were like really good, but then some of them weren't. And then it was also essentially like a thesis paper. It was almost like sometimes really good upgrades or things that people want to do seem seem like it needs to be in steps. Like, OK, step one, step two, step three, step four, if step one passes then we're going to go to step two and then go down the line but it's not you can't do that with just like how governance currently is set up so it seems difficult at times like i don't know how dow dow can do something better than that like you can kind of do it in steps yeah um hmm. i know that was a lot but no yeah there's there's i mean there's so many ways to answer that that's a it's a great important topic though i think like I mean, one of the biggest issues there is just that when you're operating in such a high, uh, in such a high capital and decentralized environment, like the Cosmos Hub is pretty, pretty, um, 
how, how to describe it. They kind of have to do it all at once. You know, they kind of have to say like, we have this proposal. Um, this proposal type can only be one thing. So it has to just like spend a bunch of money. Like it, it can only do one thing. And the cost to posting that proposal and defending it is very high because of the, just because of the nature of that organization, but also because of the difficulty of the governance tooling itself. Um, DowDow has like one, I think just lowering the, the difficulty to making a proposal, like makes it a lot uh, more convenient to create multiple proposals. If you need to do multiple steps, like it should be pretty easy to do each one instead of like a really stressful command line execution. Um, and then two, DowDow has subdeps, which means that you can actually intentionally offload work to this other entity that is held accountable by this main DAO. So the Cosmos Hub doesn't have this like, like this notion really. It doesn't have any official sub teams it can generate. Um, but instead of like one proposal that's supposed to do everything that they wanted to do, they can make one proposal that like you know funds a task force, and now that task force is responsible for doing those steps in the right order. And maybe that task force set veto power on the Cosmos Hub. So now the Cosmos Hub has basically delegated the authority to kind of explore this idea without fully giving them like free reign. Um, so I think this like these composable governance uh, features allow for like yeah kind of that that split that you that you're seeing that you need there um, just in, in the, at every level of the process like you you can't just be like here's ten things we want to do we have to do them together let's do them they had five good ideas, you know, each one should be its own, you know, experiment. You know, there's something actually interesting here from a sort of deck ops perspective, right? Like, so when you're dealing with decentralized op operations at all, you need to do the same thing you would do in any business, right? You say, this is the task we want to get done. This is how the task is going to get done. Uh, and then we're going to somehow arrive there, right? So, you know, for, in that same sort of idea, there is a sort of need for creating composable workflows within DAOs outside of the sort of the just the pure on-chain voting, right? Like how do, how do decentralized organizations work together? How do they share documents how do they collaborate um together on proposals and notate edits to proposals and documentations and you know how do we come to a better consensus um that's more holistic rather than sort of ending up pushing a, a vote on something that we know is not a hundred percent right but there was no perfect way for us to sort of edit it down and, you know, vote on amendments to a certain, to a certain bill. Right. So uh, it, it, that's just, a, and I know it's a complex sort of thing to take apart, but it, it does feel like something that we need to uh, address ultimately to have really good, really good DAOs. And then, you know, as that sort of emerges, I think that like, again, AI, will find little pace places in those workflows to be very valuable for, for people. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, I wanted to touch on something you said before uh, Haas asked that question. 
that I feel like really illuminated the nature of the flat structure where you were saying that you were using the fact that you've optimized for like voter um, sovereignty. Like I think what flat means is not like everyone has to unanimously vote every decision or everyone's tasked with like deciding what should happen. It's that people are like respected as humans and they're given the like actual information that they can use to, to, to and, 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 the, and the forums and the spaces to discuss, um, to make an informed decision as opposed to like, I don't know, corporate structures, which are like intentionally remove people from the decision-making process and intentionally don't want people's opinions, you know, like a, a flat structure can be flat with a leader because the leader is actively engaged in making sure that its members understand what's going on and like have the chance to express their opinions about it. Yeah. So that was interesting. And that that actually kind of makes me think about, (laughs) I'm going to say something very funny to me, but uh, yeah, it makes me think about whether, whether, you know, as, as the foundation, whether we have even a deeper responsibility than sort of what we're doing right now, which is that rather than going out and and sort of summarizing a proposal and telling why we support it, is that maybe we need to actually, you know, as we're moving forward in the future, uh, put together both sides, right? And say, okay, you know, we support this proposal, but let's break down the pros and cons so that people can get it. Um, of course, the risk there is that somebody will not know how to vote. Uh, but we don't like, we, you know, we don't want to tell people how to vote. It's just so like I want people to think for themselves. Uh, I can't make people think for themselves. Um, but th- it's it, like that's the real desire that I have. Right. Is that I want everybody to sort of stand on their own, be accountable for their own vote. I want the validators um, vote to not really matter much because everybody's participating. Well, I'm not going to get that, right? I'm not going to get that 100%. Uh, even if we were the number one project in the world, you know, validators would still carry the vote because that's how that's how it goes, right? That's why we only make people go to the polls once a year in America, uh, because if you made them go every week, they would opt out, <laughs> right? So, Even once a year, a lot of people opt out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once every four years, everybody. Yeah, opts. every four, and, that, and that's the thing too. Most people just vote for the presidency. Like that, really, that doesn't even matter at that point. It's more important that your local, your local governance. You know what I mean? <laughs> America's great. Though. It's funny. Yeah. So, so it's the it's the ultimate challenge, right? I mean, you know, again, this is to me, this is the this is the really great place to to plug AI in, right? Um, if I know that it's a challenge, but this is something that I I took to the Cosmos Tech Hub team and said, make my dream come true. If you guys wanna if you guys wanna do something really fire here, then then help us devise a system for AI delegates and build on top of what Dow Dow has already done and and help. Um, the individual help to fight the the governance apathy, right? And and if we can do that, then I think that there there is a really strong future for for DAOs in Cosmos ecosystem and beyond. 
Um, you know, because the more networks that you integrate with, Noah, um, the DowDow integrates with, um, these tools can be right away immediately available for them as well, where now, okay, we've got an AI agent for governance that's going to help me uh, make, set the right notifications, right, from a very basic level, or maybe even automate voting in case I miss it, right? So, yeah, I mean, this is this is something that I'm I'm hyped about. I, I think there's going to be again. I'm really excited about the idea of doing some um, hack events, maybe even doing some events that are focused around using existing AI tooling uh, to create some of these interesting governance uh, governance agents, governance toolkits, um, and enhance what what's happening over at DowDow. But um, yeah, I mean, no. Tell us, is there anything else? you know, that you think is crucial for everybody to know before we before we head into the vote this week? No, man, I mean, if the vibes of the space are anything, I think we're, we're covered. You know, we're just we're just stoked to be able to move forward with you guys. And yeah, when you find a cool team that you like working with, it's apparent. It's immediately apparent given the uh, the. Uh, uh, how do I say this? Given how many there are that do not fit the bill, um, so it's it's just great to connect with you guys and and talk about all this. Super exciting. Yeah, and, and big love, big love to you, and um, and big thanks to to Cosmos Haas. Uh, Noah, will you be out uh, at ETH Denver in uh, in February? I'm not sure, man. I. I have a, I get easily distracted and I really like my focus and I'm not sure if that's the kind of place I want to be this month, just with the, how much we have going on here. But, um, there's a chance. There's a chance. I don't have a choice. I, I have to go <laughs> to every one of these events. So <laughs> yeah, um, they're, they're good though. I mean, if you got, if you do come out with us now, I'll be out there from the 26th to the 20. Well, I'm coming home the first, but I'll be out there for that week. And, I think they're just they're good. They're overall it's a it's a net positive. And me okay. personally, I think you know, Dowdow is obviously a net positive for the entire space. And I know it's for a ride chain right now, but like for sure for ride chain. And I mean I'll be obviously voting yes and um because it just offers a lot more and I mean, let's face it, generally governance is just a boring thing, regardless of it's on in Web3 or just in real life. But it's obviously important. And, you know, the tooling is just so much better. And what I really like about it is being able to delegate certain task to to certain people you know like some people come into like the telegram chats and a ride chain and they're like well i, I see that the the incentives changed on the pools or whatever it's like yeah well we we put this up like two months ago and it, and it passed and then we we told everyone that hey the ride token is going to be phased out from the ride decks which is our decks on a ride chain um after like whatever day say february 1st and then like there's so many people that are coming in there and they're like confused that that happened it's because they one they didn't vote they're not they're not in commonwealth and doing all that but it would be nice maybe if they could add some sort of notification like look this vote's coming up and you know hey you know vote to see if you want the incentives to continue or not and just get notifications because i mean with it used to be a lot easier to track you know when it was just like osmosis was like the only show in town and there was a couple other chains that were kind of doing their thing but now you know even myself i'm i'm just like involved in trying to keep up with like everything cosmos related there's just so many chains now there's so much going on it's impossible to um keep up with everything and a lot of times some of these 
props or like you know snapshots for future airdrops and everything else and it's like super hard to like just vote for everything so being able to maybe have something like we're talking about where there's like this ai agent that i could set some sort of parameters and it votes for the way I wanted to vote would be awesome, you know, and then I can maybe just touch base on it and check it out and see if it's like swaying for my personality or my financial wherewithal or whatever decision base that I'm I'm making per, per uh, governance prop would be super cool. And then like, I think having every chain have like doubt out or have some sort of implement implementations of not just yes, no and abstain. It's like, well, sometimes the prop is really good, but some of it's just like, I don't really like some of that part. So it's like, what do I vote now? You know, it's just kind of a catch 22. So I'm looking forward to just like the expansion of governance, because like, I know we started this whole conversation off about cryptos way more than just DeFi, And I absolutely agree with that. You know, like my background's in accounting and finance and I love all of that. But I think that, that's really not most people's uh, tea of choice in the world. Like I, I deal with that in real life, like accounting and finance. And I can tell you, regardless of people's financial wherewithal, that's pre- pretty much an afterthought is like finances and all that. It's, they're kind of hands off. And, you know, this space, that was like the core thesis is like how we can fix the monetary system. But also this should be like, how can we fix the governance system? Because like governance, like pretty much worldwide is absolutely broken. So I think with these sort of technologies, we can offer, you know, expansive and just like way more of a, uh, just a better experience in voting. So I'm looking forward to all of it. I hope that this continues to keep prospering and getting better. So. Yeah. I appreciate a lot of that. You you touched on two things actually probably would just be valuable to cover um, real quick. One being, yeah, there aren't enough interchain protocols, you know, like data, I feel like we're really trying to consolidate governance. Whereas a lot of people are trying to make like the best version of a certain thing, like on, one chain and and sure they have like outposts and different chains like they're technically interchain dexes but like having a different ui for every single thing is just is crazy and like there's no standardized governance ui well now there is Dowdow has a chain governance tab that has every cosmos chain in the chain registry on it it's kind of an underutilized feature but um and then data also has push notifications for DAOs, and you can selectively follow which ones you actually want to receive notifications from. And so I actually just realized I could do this. I could add that feature to chain governance as well. Um, and then they'll all show up both in your mobile notifications or email if you want, and in your feed, which is when you're signed into data on the homepage, the first thing you'll see is all of the open proposals and the DAOs that you follow. So if you want to follow the Arai chain governance, and then you want to follow the all the DAOs on a ride chain that you're a part of, you will just see a list of every proposal that you could vote in if you want to. Um, and then on top of that, you know, notifications and stuff. I feel like that would really consolidate, like, where are all the decisions I have to make? Oh, I can actually put them in one place for the first time. Um, and then a second bit of alpha is that the past eight days, I've had a bit of spare time, surprisingly. And I've just been like, absolutely grinding on this redesign that is making the data ui basically a mobile app now like it'll just feel like a really smooth mobile app and it's been it started with me just wanting to clean up the DAO page because it was wasting a lot of vertical space and then i just like slowly creeped onto every single page and i was like you know what we need a dock we need a bottom navigation bar and now we have like now it just feels like a native app so i think this is really gonna make interacting with governance like like being on Twitter, <laughs> you know, like I think it's going to be really, 
really nice. And I'm excited to launch that like right before we deploy because you guys will like only have the best experience that we've ever had. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And obviously that's the one of the best things about this collaboration, right? Is that, you know, um, for anybody that looks at it and says, wow, you know, $80,000 is a lot of money. Um, number one, it's, you know, as you can tell, we're getting top tier product here, right? Um, product that would take, uh, that has taken years to build. Um, product that Noah is putting, you know, thousands of hours a year, many thousands of hours a year, probably, uh, into building, right? Um, and a team of people are collaborating on, and we're getting the best of that um, right away, access to the best of that. And and so, in my opinion, it's it's a it's a great proposal. I think that you've structured the the grant distribution uh, fairly, uh, and and I think uh, you know I'm all about it. Um, uh, really excited to see the new UI. Um, I've, I'm also going through a lot of really fun sort of re envisioning of of UI for uh, a lot of Arachin related products as well, um, including sort of our upcoming hub uh, on a ride chain, which is gonna really streamline the, you know, first touch when you come into a ride chain ecosystem, how do you immediately, you know, uh, consume That's it? That's the hardest part, yeah. It is, right? Knowing so, where to start. <laughs> yeah, and, and knowing, so if you, okay, I see a, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to bore people if I talk about my funnel, but, you know, when, when you all of a sudden get people onto, you know, your website, right, um, how do you not just, how do you speak to them, right? How do you speak directly to them and then speak to as many individual people as possible uh, and make sure that you're sort of creating uh, sticky you know, um, sticky tech, right? Where people are coming in, they know they can use it, they can try it. There's a low barrier to entry. Um, and it doesn't necessarily like cost you, you know, money or force you to go to like a centralized exchange to go explore it, right? Um, so, you know, there, there, that, that, and, and I guess, you know, we're over an hour. Obviously, you guys can tell that I'm, I love this. Um, this is a good conversation. The last thing that I really wanted to talk about here, Noah, and I don't want to forget is that, you know, okay, so we have, uh, again, 12 million, $13 million Dow treasury tokens that are available right now. And right now, every single vote is going to every person, right? Uh, we don't have any sub DAOs, any committees, um, people that are going to handle a small crew that's just going to handle marketing and doing like giveaways and stuff. We don't have a crew that's just going to do, you know, um, grants or anything like that. And I do think that these, these sort of sub DAOs within the Arai chain ecosystem are very important, um, for managing money, you know, and also managing decisions. And so, uh, as much as it's about um, it's about getting these smaller crews to come in and be independent to make things happen, it's also about uh, bringing creating an opportunity for community members to step up and be more of a part of uh, the project that they love. Right. So we've got a lot of people that I'm sure would want to 
you know, contribute more actively uh, to the project, but just don't know where where to start. Right. And they're like, OK, well, they're not hiring. So, you know, that's kind of that. And and actually they're you know, when, it, when we've all got these big Dow treasuries, there's a great opportunity for people to go out and say, OK, I want to create a little mini Dow that's only going to deal with, you know, this one topic incentivizing, you know, articles or something, whatever it might be. Right. So um, that's one of the sort of immediate things that, you know, I want to, you know, bring to the surface is think, figuring out how we can take um, the entire Dow treasury that exists right now and take a bit of that and assign it to a few different community-led organizations to manage, you know, certain tasks. Um, and to be able to really show what DowDow's tooling can do on day one for this entire ecosystem to create it a more active and exciting and engaged community. Um, so, you know, anyways, that's 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 my last little little rant for the night uh, morning where I am but <laughs> no a real pleasure having you here uh, I'm gonna pass it to you for any last words yeah no I, yeah that sounds that sounds freaking awesome when we deploy you'll get um, uh, like a, a URL data.zone slash array chain which will or array or whatever you want it to be and that we can feature any DAOs that you want to show up there so when people land on like the data or chain page you can that you can link to you can definitely like surface specific community organizations that you want them to take a look at um and we can do the same we can list like any official sub DAOs you want on like the array chain governance page so you'll actually see like array chain gov props community pool and sub DAOs. and so we can yeah we can we can totally make this feel really really official and sophisticated and and, and help people really know how to find where to start um yeah yeah i'm i'm i can't wait guys this is awesome. yeah sounds, sounds excited man thanks noah thanks uh everyone that tuned in and also that listened to the recording appreciate it as always much love and then hey tyree i'm gonna give you shoot you a message uh before you crash i need to talk to you for a couple minutes but other than that man it's been great thank you everyone thanks so much guys all right thank you we'll we'll see you very soon cool. all right bye and like Taoism, there's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Tripping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preach an open sauce, but don't listen to the code, and now it's mutiny, community, uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose, sticking with my armory, yam, beta, and Bruce, repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth, like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Really, it's worth all the effort.
effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, the shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit coin Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat, now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.